This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, where we uncover the truth, one guest at a time. For those who dare to seek, Veritas is the place where they shall find. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you are keeping Veritas alive. Tonight's special guest is someone many of you know. You have emailed for months and months, and many of you have compelled me to visit his ranch. James Gilliland is tonight's special guest. And speaking of James, I will be attending the East SETI Conference in Trout Lake, Washington, from July the 2nd through the 5th. I know a number of you will be there, and I'm looking forward to meeting you. For more information, visit our website, veritasshow.com, and click on the East SETI banner. To listen to the complete version of this and all our past and future shows, Become a member. You will receive immediate access to all our inventory of shows, that's 81 to date, and a few bonus interviews, the Manticore Forum, and the Veritas Chatroom. So just head on over to our website, veritasshow.com, click on subscribe, and take Veritas with you. Next week's special guest is Jim Mars, 
who will discuss his new book, The Trillion Dollar Conspiracy. This is Jim Mars, Veritas style. And the following week, by popular demand, he is back. Robert Morning Sky, 2012 and beyond. Where do you look for answers regarding 2012? Could they be hidden with the ancient ones? Robert Morning Sky will give you plenty of clues. Find out why he retreated once again and why he is back to Veritas. And just a quick comment. Do you remember during my last conversation with Cliff High where we were discussing all the poisons in food and the fact that I can't even find a, a decent chewing gum without neurotoxins? Well, many people wrote to me saying I needed to try Glee gum. Folks, this is not a commercial, but it is rather a thank you. You see, I immediately called the Glee gum company. If they were as good as the people who wrote to me said, they sent me a shipment of most of their flavors. And I have to tell you, I am happy. Glee gum is all natural, gluten-free, eco-friendly, made in the USA with no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners, no preservatives, and it is made with chicle, which helps conserve the rainforest. Again, they did not pay me a penny to say this. It is my way of saying thank you to support a company that manufactures products in the USA and are all natural. Thanks, Molly, for the shipment. I don't smoke and I hardly drink, so chewing gum once in a while helps my concentration. And speaking of Cliff High, guess what? Many of you have written saying that Cliff is going to be on another show for his last appearance of this year. Apparently, so many of you bombarded Cliff with email requesting another very just stop that he will do it. If you thought the last show was important, wait until you hear the next one, which should coincide with the release of the next report. So thanks again, Cliff. You know you're part of the Veritas family. And regarding the metal case 8GB USB drives preloaded with all season 1, with 59 episodes, all in CD quality, guess what? They sold out in less than 24 hours. So if you're interested, I have opened a link where you can put your name and email address and we will contact you when the next shipment arrives. I had no idea they would sell that quickly. So go to the Veritas store, and you'll see the link right there. It is very unfortunate that the Gulf oil disaster has not been contained. And yes, that is the name given by the government, Gulf Oil Disaster. Abbreviate that. After analyzing all the news, many are suspecting that this may have indeed been a false flag event. And for those who don't know what false flag means, I could do an entire show on the background of this phrase. But let me give you a quick definition. False flag operations are covert operations which are designed to deceive the public in such a way that the operations appear as though they are being carried out by other entities. The name is derived from the military concept of flying false colors, that is, flying the flag of a country other than one's own. False flag operations are not limited to war and counterinsurgency operations and have been used in peacetime. I don't have to name other events. I'm sure if you listen to this show, you can figure it out. But before I get into the analysis of others, let me tell you why this event does show signs of being premeditated. Goldman Sachs sold 44% of their BP shares weeks before the event. Other private asset management companies sold large chunks of their BP shares, making Goldman Sachs' sale 
looks small. Wachovia, which is now owned by Wells Fargo, sold 97% of their BP shares weeks before the disaster. Tony Hayward, BP's CEO, sold one-third of his shares, 1.4 million pounds, and then he paid off his family's mansion in Kent for 1.2 million pounds. On April the 9th, Boots and Coots sold. Halliburton bought all outstanding stock in Boots and Coots, America's largest oil cleanup company. It's the same company responsible for cleaning up the mess that Saddam Hussein left in Kuwait at the end of the first Gulf War. On April 14th, in an email written six days before the Deepwater Horizon explosion, a BP engineer called the whale a nightmare. The email was released Monday by the House Committee on Energy and Commerce, and it's one of the many company documents describing the risky, cost-cutting decisions that preceded the disaster. And at the forum, the Manticore Forum, that is, I have much more of this analysis, including what countries own BP, etc., Now, I have been flooded, and I really mean flooded, with information regarding the oil volcano. If I haven't responded to your emails this week, I apologize. I will very soon. I'm trying to process all this information, but it is overwhelming. Scientists, marine biologists, engineers, you name them. I have been in communication with many. Many of them have solutions, but the problem is no one from BP or the government is listening. Let me read to you some of our communication. You will then understand why Veritas is being blocked by various internet service providers around the world. I usually do my news section rather quickly, but tonight I'll take some time due to the importance of this information. And if you haven't seen me post that much elsewhere, it's because I'm posting at our forum. There is a new sub-forum inside the Manticore called Gulf of Mexico Oil Spill. That's where I will start posting much of this information as well as on Facebook. The following information comes from people I consider friends. The first one comes from Steve Colburn. He is an expert on chemistry and material science. This started when I sent him an email. I first corresponded with him and told him this. Hello, Steve. I'm not a scientist, but my logic has been telling me for days that the color of this oil, brown, not black, was half sand or some kind of abrasive coming up at an incredible speed. Therefore, there is no way... 30,000 feet of metal will remain intact. Erosion must be occurring by the minute. In your opinion, what is the worst case scenario here? And even if they cap it, the longer they wait, could the pressure of capping rupture the eroded pipe? I don't even want to think about this, but I'm also tired of covering the sun with my hands. Kind regards, Mel. And here's Steve's response. Hello, Mel. Your logic is quite correct. The oil in that well is under very high pressures. 15,000 to 70,000 PSI. That's pressure per square inch, depending on what source you believe. And the flow velocities are very high. This is 10 to 45 times the usual pressure that they are used to dealing with, about 1,500 PSI. For comparison, the pressure inside a scuba tank or welding oxygen cylinder is only 3,000 PSI. At these pressures, the deepwater horizon oil is coming out of the wellhead at very high velocity. The theoretical maximum velocity for a pressure of 17,000 PSI on a 20-inch pipe, the numbers most often quoted, is about 5,100 feet per second, which is faster than a rifle bullet. At anywhere near these velocities, liquids have enough kinetic energy to have a water-cutter effect. 
They can erode steel and other hard, strong materials. It is like a liquid bullet with sand in the mix, as there certainly is here. Sand and rock particles have been seen exiting with the oil. The erosion rate increases dramatically, as you might expect. Even accounting for turbulence and drag in the pipe, the flow velocity, at least in some portions of the pipe, is probably a large fraction of the maximum, and erosion is still a serious problem. Some oil industry people have said that by now, approximately half of the two-inch thick steel of the well pipe has been eroded, which sounds reasonable to me. The problem is even worse if, as is strongly suspected, the pipe has a rupture under the seabed, which is responsible for the oil seepage away from the wellhead that the ROVs have imagined. The erosion at the leak may be substantially more rapid. By the way, the theoretical flow velocity with the pressure and pipe diameter is about 85,000 gallons per second. Even if it is one-tenth of this, due to drag, turbulence, and restrictions in the riser pipe, this makes the leak currently far greater than what they were admitting to a few days ago. The worst-case scenario that is beginning to keep me up at night is that the pipe will erode so completely that it will lose integrity. The pressure will then blow out the pipe in pieces, and the high-velocity oil will erode the rock directly. If this occurs, the erosion rate will increase dramatically, and the well will, in a matter of days, perhaps less, turn from a man-made hole in the Earth's crust, spewing oil to a true oil volcano with a very large, hard-to-predict, bore diameter. Catastrophic collapse of the seafloor could also occur at this point, increasing the rate of oil release even more. In any event, a substantial fraction of the oil in the formation could be released within days in any version of this scenario. I have not done calculations on gases yet, but I would think a deadly, as in rapidly fatal, cloud of hydrogen sulfide could envelop most of the state of Louisiana and perhaps neighboring states as well. The U.S. government is aware of this possibility and has been from the beginning of this disaster. The answer to your question about capping is yes. If they wait too long to try to cap the well, the integrity of the pipe may well be too low to handle the pressure, and the well would blow out again. Basically, if the pipe loses integrity, nothing but an explosive capping method will work as it seals the hole and relies on the weight of the rock itself to form the seal, as occurs in the natural confinement of these pressures. Use of large charges of chemical explosives to seal out-of-control oil wells is pretty standard in the oil industry. On land, at this depth in water, the effectiveness of chemical explosives is somewhat reduced due to the extreme water pressures, about 2300 psi. A nuke works better underwater. See the Bikini Baker, Wingham, and the Wahoo underwater nuclear tests and may be required anyway due to the extreme depths of this well as much as 35,000 feet according to some sources if an explosive method is tried it seems to me that the worst thing one could do is not hit it hard enough the borehole needs to be crushed along as much of its length as possible but without creating large fractures in the overlying rock the shockwave from a small nuclear device 10 kilotons to 30 kilotons which equals about 1,000 tons of TNT, should do the trick. The exact yield and placement of the device should, of course, be calculated and simulated. There are risks to anything that is tried to stop this oil release, but I cannot emphasize enough that time is of the essence. I think we have less than two months left before the point of no return. I actually don't want to think about this either, but we have to play the hand we're dealt. This is an emergency, and we need to see things as they are. 
Anyway, hope this explains where I'm coming from a little better. Best regards, Steve. And I have to tell you, when I hear the word nuke, that really concerns me. But I'll leave that to the experts. Then I have information from Dr. Elliot Maynard, marine scientist. They have been directly receiving information from sources that they trust and respect. The sources are retired oil engineers, physicists, and master scientists that they hold in high regard. This is written to one of our, let's call him de facto team, one of our team members. And you've heard that we have James Fox, uh, James Horak, uh, we have uh, Cat King, and this is Cara Fay. It's written to Cara Fay. Dear Cara, earlier today I received this information from a brilliant scientist, and high-level ex-military source who I have known and collaborated with for nearly 40 years. I was asked specifically not to reveal the source, but simply suggest that we somehow need to get the following message out to put a more realistic focus on the present situation. Quote, Yes, we have an almost unparalleled disaster that is ongoing. If they whoop the bottom with a nuke, as some are considering, then they will push in that tectonic plate against all its huge underlying pressure, momentarily sealing the cracks. But the following lashback and recoil will be far greater than was the in-push, and that will burst open much larger sections of the bottom plate. In other words, it will then produce a situation threatening to destroy much of the life on Earth, including humans as well as other forms. So if some fool with political power orders the use of one or more nukes, there is a very high probability of vastly increasing the disaster to something that threatens the entire Earth and its life forms." Although I have agreed not to say more about this on the bright side, I have also had assurances that there is a small but dedicated group of scientists who are already working at above-governmental levels, internationally, on applying some very advanced, environmental, benign, nonlinear technology that can heal the Gulf seafloor fractures and thus prevent an environmental disaster of global proportions. I was given the scientific basis for this technology and I'm convinced it is the real deal. But I'm lying. This information personally gives me much hope during a time when national government, corporate and scientific agencies find themselves in a state of bureaucratic paralysis. As in times of crisis past, a few key leaders will rise, unite and work together to save the ship of fools who still seem unable to comprehend the potential impacts on the planet of the mess they have created. I know you will find a way to somehow share this information discreetly in the right places to perhaps create some healing and hope for a brighter and more environmentally sustainable future for our planet. We need all the hope we can get. The last one, and as I said, I have plenty of these that I'm putting at the forum. This one comes from Dr. Judy Wood. You may know her name already. She is a professor of mechanical engineering. This is what she has to say. Mel, as for erosion, I don't know why there's still something left to erode. Think about sandblasting a car or bicycle in preparation for a new paint job. Then imagine leaving it in the sandblaster too long. In any case, there's no way they would have drilled down there and not known it was such a high pressure. I really have a difficult time believing there could be pressures that high. For example, the yield strength of S36 steel is 58,000 PSI. In other words, if you filled the hole with a solid steel plug, the pressure would crush the steel. So how did they drill the hole? Well, tool steel is 116,000 PSI yield strength, but still, that makes no sense. What kind of rock is holding the rest of the pressure? Or is it buried so deep 
that the ocean water pressures helps back the rock. In any Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.